Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Um, We are in, I think, our 22nd year here on Voice America, and this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and really help make your dreams come true. And we always have such amazing people on this program, and today is no exception. Today, we're talking about a national organization that has done so much to help the youth, and we're talking about the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization. And we're talking to the staff and management at the Rhode Island uh, part of Big Sisters, Big Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And in this organization, it's national and global. And so there are different organizations all around the country. And so today we're talking to Kaylee Perkins, who is the chief program officer, and also Tina Santos, who's the director of marketing uh, in Rhode Island. But I do want to say that they are an affiliate of the National Organization of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, which is the oldest youth mentoring organization and in Rhode Island serving young people since 1966. And so they have different parts. They have a donation center and they also have a mentoring organization. And we're going to talk about what we're doing locally and also what we're doing, what they're doing nationally and globally. Welcome, Tina, and welcome, Kaylee. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. All right. I'm going to start, Kelly, I'm going to start with you for a minute and just ask you um, about the organization in Rhode Island and kind of how that is a spinoff or a part of the big organization. How does it fit in the big picture? Absolutely. So we're Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Rhode Island, and we're an affiliate of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. So our national organization sets standards and helps support the affiliates in ensuring that we have quality, safe mentoring programs. Um, So we host the one here at Big Brothers Big Sisters in Rhode Island. So we are a one-to-one mentoring organization. Our mission is to uh, create and support one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth. So how we do that here is we enroll young people between the ages of 7 and 14 into our mentoring programs. And now they're able to stay enrolled until they're 25. So we support them, um, you know, throughout middle school, high school, and now we're supporting them in young adulthood to ensure that they're connected to the right resources for their future. Okay. Tina, explain how that happens. Do they work with uh, people who volunteer? Do they work with teachers, with counselors? How did that, pro- and how does it move from ages seven to 25? Yeah, so um, generally a child is referred by the parent, um, or it could be another social service organization or a school, but generally the um, the child and the parent um, already knows about the program. Um, a really unique feature about our program is that a child has to actually want to be in the program to be in it. Um, so they're generally very excited and invested in becoming um, part of the program and getting a mentor. Um, and so once they're sort of referred to us, um, we will talk with the family um, ensure that the program is going to be the best support for them and the child, and then we get them started. So we'll do an interview, really get to know who they are, know exactly what they're looking for, some of their goals, their personality, um, a little bit about um, sort of what they enjoy doing. Um, that way, when we go to match them up with a mentor, we really have a great sense of who they are um, as a child, as a family, and what those needs and goals are. And how do you find the mentors? Do the mentors, do they come to you or do you, how, how does that work? So I would say a little bit of both. We have mentors, you know, um, individuals from the community who are seeking opportunities to give back. Um, They might have a little time on their hands, um, you know, in different ways. And they, you know, might just be doing a search for ways to give back. Maybe they hear about us on TV or in a show like this um, or the radio or just word of mouth. Um, Other times we do have to, um, you know, recruit a little bit more. Um, to get the mentor pool that we need because we have lots and lots of young people who would like mentors coming in um, on the daily. And so, um, you know, again, it is a little bit of both of sort of mentors coming to us and us sort of having to go out and target and recruit mentors. Kaylee, do you screen the people who want to be mentors? Oh, absolutely. Child safety is our number one priority. Um, So there are different eligibility requirements to become a mentor, and that's going to vary 
from each Big Brothers Big Sisters affiliate. Um, so we're able to have some leeway on, you know, what we see fit for our programs. So here in Rhode Island, we need you to live in Rhode Island or surrounding areas. You need to be at least 19 years old. And then there's some other things that you need to be required to do or to have. You know, we'll check um, your background checks. We do a DCYF CANTS clearance, a very thorough screening process um, to ensure that this person is the best fit to become a mentor and that they can make the 18-month commitment. So sometimes it's just talking about what that person's future looks like, too. If you know you're going to get a promotion at your job right now might not be the best time to mentor because we know that we need you to last at least 18 minutes, 18 months or it may have a negative impact on a child. Okay. Tina, what are some of the things that the mentors do? I mean, do they go to the theater? Do they read books? Do they help them with their homework? Do they learn a new skill? Do they go on a trip together? I mean, what do they do? All of those yeah. things? Most of those things that you mentioned. Um, so uh, one of the things is that, you know, again, we take a lot of time in making sort of um, those um, connections that have some similarities and common interests. So it's always helpful in the beginning when you have a few things that you enjoy doing together. And the big and the little, which is our mentor and mentee, will decide on some activities together that they like to do. So it can be anything from going out um, and taking a walk, a hike, to going to see a movie, grabbing a bite, a paint night really anything that they're interested in doing. Um, and like Kaylee mentioned, sometimes, you know, it's a goal um, that maybe the little, the big have set together of something that they want to try new. Um, it's not always something, um, you know, extravagant. It could be just they want to try a new trick on their skateboard or they want to read two whole books in, in one month or whatever it might be. They do a lot of things together. Um, our organization likes to provide a lot of support, especially, you know, when you're trying to foster that relationship. One of the hesitancies that we find from mentors when they're um, deciding whether they're going to become a mentor is, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with a child. You know, I'm not quite sure if I have what it takes. And so we provide at least one to two um, free to low cost activities per month. Sometimes those are activities hosted at our organization, like really fun STEM programs and um, activities. Sometimes it's going out into the community. So it could be that we've received tickets from a partner in the community, like going to the theater, like you mentioned, um, or it might just be something out in the community, like um, we've done the, um, the Pumpkin Spectacular at Roger Williams and things like that. So we try to mix it up, offer a lot of different opportunities for different interests and really support the match as they, um, you know, as they grow. Right. Kaylee, are, is there funding... Um, for families, let's say families who want to have a mentor and maybe they, you know, they need funding. Is is that opportunity there? So our mentoring programs are free to be enrolled in. Um, so we cover all of the expenses that come along with mentoring. However, um, I think that we mentioned that we provide the wraparound case management, holistic support to families. So we want our mentees to be able to really focus on the mentoring relationship and to focus on achieving the goals that they set. And we know that when there's barriers or financial constraints on the families, our young people aren't able to focus on those things when they're with their mentor. Um, so we always have had an emergency fund where we provide basic needs for families. But in July of 2021, we actually enhanced this fund. So now we call it our Family Empowerment and Investment Fund. And what this fund does is it provides basic needs support to our to our families. So if they need groceries, they need help with their utility bills, you know, their car breaks down and now they're no longer able to afford rent. That's where we can step in and make those payments for them. But in addition, we know that being able to participate in enrichment activities also has a significant, significant impact on mentees. So we want to make sure that our mentees are able to participate in those things as well. And most of our families are coming from low income households. They don't have that expendable income. So our families can apply for enrichment opportunities as well. Over the past summer, we sent 16 mentees to summer camp. We provided driver's education courses. We sent one little to NASA space camp. There's been so many opportunities for like enhanced oper enhancements in Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yeah. When you were talking about it, I was thinking about the income level. So you said that it's low income. Is it always low income? Is that how the organization was set up? No. So previously, you know, we specifically targeted maybe families who had a lower socioeconomic status, but we've really shifted to the focus that every person deserves a mentor in their life. So we serve young people from across all socioeconomic statuses, demographics, you know, where anyone who wants a mentor should be able to get one. However, we do find that the majority of those that we serve 
typically come from single family households, are lower income, live in the core cities of Rhode Island, but our program is open to anyone who wants a mentor between those ages of seven to 14. Mm. And Tina, do you find that across the country that it's more in the inner cities that we're serving or is it also in the rural areas? Like you said, more in the inner city of this state. But um, is that a general rule usually or does it go out into rural areas as well? Yeah, no, um, it's not a general rule that would be in the inner cities. We have, um, you know, mentoring programs all throughout the United States, in the cities, in the rural areas. Um, and it's it's really awesome. I actually got to visit um, the Big Brothers Big Sisters in Hawaii a while back. And it was wow. a really yeah unique experience to just see other individuals doing the same work that you're doing and serving um, young people in a similar way. So, um, yeah, it's all across the, you know, the states, which is really awesome. Yeah, which is great. Anything you want to add to that, Kaylee? Yeah, definitely what Tina said. It can be all across the state. There's specific focus um, more recently in getting into those rural areas. I think there's just more people in the cities, right? So it's easier Mm -hmm. to make those connections and relationships. But there's definitely young people in the rural areas that need that mentorship in their lives. Um, So there's been specific funding opportunities that have come up for mentorship in those areas. And it's definitely an area of growth. Um, and need for the community. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but a couple of things we're going to talk about are another part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is the donation center and how that all was created. And a lot of you may be going to donation centers and giving to Big Brothers Big Sisters and not even realizing it. And then we'll also talk about you know, stories about uh, mentees who have really been in the program for a long time and and where are they now? So that will be really interesting to hear. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And today we are talking to Kaylee Perkins, Chief Program Officer, and Tina Santos, Director of Marketing of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island, which is an affiliate of the National Organization of Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, which is the oldest youth mentoring organization, particularly in the state. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We're back and so happy to have you. And today we are talking about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, which is, and it's of the United States of America. And, but we're talking to uh, specific folks in the state of Rhode Island. Now, this organization is national and global. And today I'm in Rhode Island. So we're talking to the wonderful folks here um, Kaylee Perkins, who is the chief program officer and Tina Santos, who's the director of marketing of the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island, which is an affiliate, as I said, of Big Big Brothers Big Sisters of America. And I looked it up and I found out that it started in 1904 in New York City when a court clerk named Ernest Coulter was seeing more and more boys come to his courtroom and recognized the caring adults could help many of these kids stay out of trouble. And so he set out to find volunteers and that marked the beginning of the Big Brothers movement. And then we went from Big Brothers to Big Sisters. Now, I want to ask you too, also, Tina, that um, Big Brothers, Big Big Brothers, Big Sisters in Rhode Island is the oldest youth mentoring organization in the state. Correct. Yep. Right. Okay. But it's also, as I said, it started in 1904. So it's 100 and I think you said 113 years old. Yes. Yeah. How How did the Big Sisters then begin? Because it started with Big Brothers. Yes, so it was in 1966, our founding mother, Dr. Dorothy Piennes, um, she saw a need um, for young girls um, to have mentors. Um, she actually um, heard about a similar program in the Boston area and said, we should be doing that here. Um, and she was quite the trailblazer. Um, and so she um, worked tirelessly to, you know, get the program started with another uh, sort of a group that she was part of, Zunta International, with a few other um, individuals, um, community leaders. And so she started the first Big Sisters. Um, and several years later, um, they realized that, you know, also there was a need to um, for boys as well in the area. And then it became Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And we started serving both um, females and males as well. Um, and so the program continued um, for several years um, as Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Ocean State, and most recently um, to sort of uh, more represent the um, the individuals that we serve with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Rhode Island. Yeah. And do, I mean, in terms of like who's mentoring who? Men mentor women, men mentor women, men, it's both, right? Yes. Yes, it's absolutely both. Um, so typically what you see is female mentors mentor female mentees and male mentors mentor female male mentees. Um, So typically it's female, female, male, male. However, we are all gender inclusive and anyone who wants to be enrolled in our program can be. So we also serve trans youth, non-binary youth and mentors as well. Um, And we also have an additional program called Big Couples where you're able to mentor with your significant other. So it'll be husband and wife who can mentor together. And typically those those matches mentor a mentee, male mentee together. Yeah, that's really great. You know, this is a question that just came to me because I just was thinking of it. Is there ever a situation where maybe that mentee doesn't have a family and there becomes like a foster situation or an adoption situation? Do you ever get into that? No, we personally don't. We want to keep, you know, strict boundaries within a mentoring relationship. And it's something that we talk to with our mentors throughout the enrollment process. Um, So if something like that is coming up, you know, we talk to them about referring them to other programs. You know, it has happened in the past where a mentor has taken custody over over a child if they were in not the best circumstances. Um, But we provide them with supports to get connected to the right resources if that does happen. But that would not be our goal. Okay. All right. Now, I want to talk about another part of Big big Sister, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and that's the Donation Center Foundation. And we're talking about it in Rhode Island, but they have them everywhere. And it's a social enterprise that collects donations of used clothing and household goods for resale as a means of generating funds to support the mentoring program expenses and to provide funding to partner nonprofit organizations. 
Annually, the Donation Center keeps over three to five million pounds of cloth from entering Rhode Island landfills and is also helping millions of people. So talk about that and talk about where the donation centers are. Yeah, absolutely. So not all the Big Brothers Big Sisters organizations have a donation center affiliated with them. There are only a couple. Um, We are definitely um, fortunate to have the model that we have um, because, as you mentioned, because of the model with the donation center, the funds that we're able to obtain from um, that sort of repurposing and reselling with our partners is able to fund about 70% of our operating expenses. And essentially, that's all of our mentoring relationships throughout the state. Um, So it's really important to us. Um, Without that funding, we would essentially um, need to potentially stop enrolling young people um, and there's so many young people that need mentors. Um, and so one of the other cool things about the donation center is that um, we actually um, profit share with other nonprofits in the organization. So, um, you know, if you host a clothing drive with us or if you have one of our green bins on, you know, at your organization, you're also able to obtain funds through that as well. So we like to support all the nonprofits in the community. And last year alone, we um, profit shared about $150,000 with other nonprofits locally. Um, and then another cool aspect of the donation center is that it actually helps to divert um, cloth from the Rhode Island landfill. So we divert about three to five million pounds of cloth from the landfill annually. Yeah, which is really terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm I'm in Rhode Island, and um, and now as I said, people are listening globally to this. That's why I want to tie this into the into the national organization. But I just donated some things at a store called Savers, and I didn't even realize that it's affiliated with Big Brothers Big Sisters. And it's it's a wonderful store. I mean, so many people go there. It's well organized. It's it really has some great things. And it was, um, I was very happy to donate and to know where the money was going as well. Yes. Yes. Savers, um, with their model is that they do partner with nonprofits and Big Brothers Big Sisters is um, in in this area is the um, nonprofit that they're partnering with. So if you donate to any one of our uh, four donation drop-off centers, if you drop off at our green bins, if you host a clothing drive, if you get a free curbside pickup at your home, or if you bring um, small household goods, clothing, and textiles to a savers. It all helps to support Big Brothers. So all of the savers in Rhode Island and two in Mass help to support Big Brothers and sisters in Rhode Island. Great. And not every state has has the donation center, correct? Correct. Kaylee, anything else you want to tell us about the donation center? I think Tina covered it all, but it's a great way to be get to get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters. If you don't have the time to become a mentor, if you're not able to, you know, donate financially, everyone has a bunch of used clothes, right, at their house. Mm-hmm. Take some spring cleaning, bring your donations to a savers, and you can support Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island. Right. And it's not just that. I mean, we brought tools, we brought chairs, we brought household things, blankets. Um, you know, I mean, um, de- they don't take pillows or bedding, but they do take like decorative pillows. And I mean, it was great. And they're and they're in great condition. It's just that, you know, you don't use them after a while for, for many people, you know, and then they sit and they're and I'm thinking, you know, they've been sitting there for a year or two and somebody could have used them you know, like a beautiful. I think we donated a beautiful um, bedspread, like the quilt bedspread. Then that's it's lovely. It's just that I think. um I think it declutters, but it's also helping so many people. So I just wanted to say that, that it's not just clothing. It's really a lot of different things. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, do you ever have your mentees or mentors be part of the donation center, like go in and do a shift or do they, do they uh, are they involved in any way is the question. Yeah, so we're always promoting getting involved in different ways. Um, So we connect with our mentors, our mentees, and our families, share about donation clothing drives that they can have for their Girl Scouts, for their schools, for their PTOs, different things like that. Um, And we do also have a mentee who is a mentee in our program, but also works at one of our donation center sites. So he's also employed by Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island. And every weekend he's at the donation center site collecting the donations and being able to share about his story and the impact that the mentoring programs have had on him. Yeah, which is which is and he's a he was a mentee. 
Yes. Yep. He's still enrolled as a mentee and he works for us as well. So anytime that we have, you know, weekend availability, things like that, we always promote it internally to our mentees to see if someone's interested. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Okay. Well, what we're going to do in a couple of minutes is take another break. And what we'll talk about is I want to find out a little bit about both of you, about Tina and Kaylee. How did you get involved in this? What's your background? Why are you so passionate about this? Why did you choose this organization? So that's one. And then we will tell some stories. We are going to talk about, you know, some of the amazing success stories of these kids that might have started when they're seven and, you know, where are they now? at 19 or where are they now at 30 or 40? So, and are they now mentors to people? So we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. And again, let me just share a little bit more about Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and we're talking about the affiliate in Rhode Island. Um, it's an affiliate of the National Organization of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. And it's the oldest youth mentoring organization in Rhode Island, serving people since 1966, but the organization started in New York in 1904. So it's, um, you know, it has quite longevity and it has the two parts, which is the mentoring part and then also the donation center. So, um, you know, that that's really what they're doing. And collectively, both of the organizations, whether it's the donation center uh, or it's the mentoring program, they have a vision that you can achieve their full potential. And they really believe that every child has limitless potential and it's their responsibility to help young people to assist them in overcoming their barriers. So it's a, a really wonderful program. So when we come back, we're going to talk to, again, Kaylee Perkins, who is the chief program officer, and Tina T Santos, who's the director of marketing of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island. We come back, find a little bit about their backstory, and then we'll tell you some inspirational stories. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we are talking to affiliates of 
the Big Brothers Big Sisters Organization of America. And we're talking to Kaylee Perkins, the Chief Program Officer, and Tina Santos, the Director of Marketing for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island. And as I said, they're they're an affiliate along with many states. And Tina, is this in other countries as well, or is it just in our country? I believe that there are some locations um, out of the states, um, but I don't know that there are as many as they are here in the states. Right. Okay. So what I want you to do next is I want you to talk a little bit about you know, the mission of why you both are there. What does this mean to you? Why did you choose Big Brothers Big Sisters? Why is it important for you? And I think any organization like this that's mission-driven usually has mission-driven people. So who would ever like to start, um, Kaylee or Tina, just kind of your your story. Sure, I can start. Um, and so um, I'm Tina Santos, the Director of Mentoring and uh, Marketing, excuse me, and I've been with the organization about seven years. Um, and I, I've always really been quite involved in working directly in the community. Prior to my work here at Big Brothers Big Sisters, I worked for another nonprofit um, with young people who had a chronic illness and was able to really um, help support them through a full accredited summer camp and also um, through advocacy in the schools and for the families um, that really needed it. And so I've always just really had a heart for the community, a heart for young people. Um, but I think mentoring specifically for me, um, you know, I didn't have like a, um, a structured mentoring mentor when I was a young person, but I had folks that I feel like left a really big impact in my life in many ways. And it could have been simple gestures um, or, you know, something a little bit more memorable. I remember um, coming, having someone knock on the door and leave like full backpacks for um, my siblings and I one year before school. And I'll never forget that because it was like, wow, like we're going to have like school supplies this year, you know? And I think that's what was one of the first moments where I said, like, I always want to give back to others. Um, our CEO, Katie Alfonsica, um, she was one of my supervisors at another nonprofit. And um, she, you know, started working for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island. And she's also been sort of a mentor to me. Um, so I feel like I've just had mentors um, along the way naturally, both personally and professionally, that have really um, impacted me and made me saw the impact of that and said, you know, our young people need this. If it impacted me as a young person, it impacted me as a professional, how much more a young person who's saying, hey, I, I want this in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's sort of what pushes me to uh, continue the work and, um, you know, really engage in this work. What do you think the impact has been on you from doing this work? I mean, what, what kind of, how has it um, yeah, impacted you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, I've had the opportunity to be in a few different roles at the organization. Um, so early on, I did a little bit of development work, fund development. Um, and so that was interesting to sort of um, experience outside of the organization, but then sort of um, jumped back into that direct uh, sort of care work where um, running mentoring programs. And I think really the impact was seeing um, the, the bigs and the littles, which we call matches, grow. Um, you know, some of our programs that we had that ran at school sort of pre-pandemic, um, you would see a big and a little come in um, as they would start their relationship. And, you know, it's always a little nerve wracking in the beginning and a little, you know, you, you're kind of awkward. And then by the end, it's like, you know, you see how much that um, relationship has grown and sort of the, the silly memories that they have at the end and just all of the neat um, and unique things that they're taking away. And so that's really what has impacted me is just seeing that growth, seeing the sort of what we call at the agency mission moments. You know, those little moments that it's like, wow, like this is a simple thing, but it made such a big impact. And so even though it's not happening to me, it kind of feels like it is because we get to see it firsthand, you know, all of the great work that happens and sort of the impact there. That's great. How about you, Kaylee? I think uh, we find at our agency that a lot of our staff have similar stories. Um, but, you know, growing up, coming from a low income household, you know, it was still too family, but that meant my parents were spending a lot of time working. So there was a lot of time where I was just home alone with my siblings, you know, doing what we could to make ends meet, which was perfectly okay. But I think that there wasn't that much of that one-on-one -on -one time that a child needs, like that support, checking in on how school's going, being able to go to enrichment opportunities. Um, so that definitely had an impact on me. And there would be specific teachers that would take an interest in my life that would check in on me make sure that things are going okay, especially, you know, we had a few traumatic experiences happening throughout my childhood. 
And there were just those people that took like a special interest in me um, and let me know that, you know, even though these are your circumstances now, it doesn't mean that has to be your circumstances for the rest of your life. These are things that you can do to change, you know, the outcome of your future. Um, so that was really impactful. And thinking of those experiences applying for college, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a social worker. I want to be a therapist. Um, so, you know, I went to community college. I graduated from there. I'm a first generation college graduate. I moved on to get my bachelor's in social work. Um, and while I was going to get my master's in social work, I was interning at a variety of places. And I began working at a youth serving organization, running after school programs for young people. And in that after school program is when I really started to experience mentorship. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island was running programs in my in my after school program. And I realized, you know, I don't think that therapy was exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be a therapist. I really wanted to work in the youth development field. Um, so that was my first taste of Big Brothers Big Sisters. And then I moved over, um, you know, to Big Brothers Big Sisters when they started hiring. I applied um, and thankfully I got that job. <laughs> Um, so I have been there since. So I've been here for five years. I started out being the person calling our matches, seeing how things are going. Um, and then I moved into a manager role, a director role, and now the chief role. And I think it's just so impactful to be able to put adults into the lives of young people so that they can have that consistent caring adult. They can have one-on-one -on -one time. You know, a lot of our littles have many siblings. They have similar circumstances to what I had growing up. So knowing that I can put an additional support in their life that can change the tra trajectory of their future is so impactful for me. Yeah, it's wonderful. What great stories. My question is, um, the littles, as, as we call them, from the big families, do brothers and do the siblings, um, I guess the question is, how do you decide? You know, I mean, let's say there's seven kids. I mean, do all seven children get a mentor? How do you? How, how do you figure that out or do they figure it out? Yeah, so it's up to the family on who they're looking to enroll in our programs. Um, but if they want to enroll all, you know, seven kids and they all meet our requirements and all want to have a mentor, then we can enroll all of them. Okay, Tina, any, any additional comments there? No, I think Kaylee pretty much covered it. <laughs> yeah, so um, so again, it, it, it does, it, it depends with the family, but now, you then interview both the family, right, the, the potential mentor, and then the mentee's family. Correct. Right? You, uh, oh, I, let's say that. Uh, I didn't say that correctly. You interview the mentors, the potential mentors, the individuals, yes. or the couples. And then you interview the family of the mentee. Correct. And the mentee as well. I was going to ask you that. And, and the mentee is there. Yes. So we do separate interviews. One with the mentor, you know, the mentee's caregiver, whoever that may be. And then also we do a separate interview with the mentee. And we use both interviews to determine who would be the best fit for them, what the caregiver is looking for, and also what the mentee is looking for. All right. Now, here's a hard question. What do you do when there's a, a possible mentee who really has a lot of emotional problems or psychological problems, and you're not sure that you can help them as well, that they may need more? How do you handle that? Yeah, I think um, this is one area that stands out for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island is that we have myself on staff. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker, although I didn't go down the therapy route. That is what my background is and what my degrees in and what I have some experience in. Um, so we do have eligibility requirements to ensure that young people are going to get the most out of our program, right? So if someone isn't eligible at this time, Maybe they have some suicidal ideation. They may have a diagnosis that's preventing them from enrolling in our program. We make sure that they're connected to the right resources. So it's never like, oh, you can't enroll in our program. It's, you know, how about you seek therapy first and we'll connect you to that person where you're able to get those additional supports. We wanna make sure that they're going to be as successful as possible in our program. They need to be able to at least make the 12 month commitment and if, you know, there's things going on where they're not going to be able to meet that 12-month commitment, we won't enroll them. And that's just because we know if we put an adult in their life and it ends earlier, regardless of if it's the mentor ending the relationship or the mentee, it's more likely to have negative outcomes on the child. Mm -hmm. So we really stick to getting people as stable as possible, getting our mentees as stable as possible, and then having them reapply and enroll in our program at that time. 
Great. That's great. Tina, want to add to that? Yeah, no, I would just um, echo what Kaylee said. It's really about, you know, ensuring that um, we're, you know, if we're not able to provide the support that the, you know, the young person needs that it's, you know, I think really awesome that we do provide those sort of wraparound services and are able to, um, through Kaylee's expertise and, uh, you know, things going on at the organization to refer out to the, the best um, resource. Right. So, so there's a quite an intake process where you, where you look at everything. Which is which is really important. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, before we go to break, how can people um, find you? And also, how can they find if they're in another state? How can they get support that they need, both in Rhode Island and nationally? Yeah. So nationally, if they're looking for a location, you can go to bb bbbs dot org. Um, and here in Rhode Island, it's bigsri.org. If you're looking for information about our organization, whether it's mentoring, you can find donation center information there as well, and just other ways to get involved. Um, however, if you are looking specifically for just the donation center, you can also go to donateri.org. Okay. Um, and all the information about the donation center is there as well. Okay. And the, and the national one is BBBS, so Big Brothers Big Sister.org. Correct. Yeah. So great. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back now, we're going to talk about some stories that Kaylee and Tina will share about, you know, mentees that became mentors as adults, maybe as grandparents, and how what Big Brothers Big Sisters has done for their life and what a difference that it's made. So we're going to share some interesting stories about all of that. So my guest today are Kaylee Perkins, and she is the Chief Program Officer at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island, and Tina Santos is the Director of Marketing at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island, which is an affiliate of the National Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, which is BBBSA. All right, folks, we're going to take a break now. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We're here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. 
Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And we are talking today about Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is the national organization. And we're talking to an affiliate in Rhode Island, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island, and with Kaylee Perkins, who's the chief program officer, and Tina Santos, who's the director of marketing. And they serve young people. And basically what they do is they're a mentoring organization, mentors and mentees, and they also have a donation center where all of the the funds go to help, again, these mentoring programs. So, and annually, the donation center keeps over three to five million pounds of cloth from entering landfills in this state, but certainly in others. And collectively, you know, this organization shares a vision that every youth can achieve their full potential and that every child has limitless potential and their responsibility is to help young people overcome those barriers and find success. And that's what we're going to talk about next is some of these stories of these children who have done just that. So whoever ever like to start, Tina or Kaylee, let's share a great story. Sure. Um, so we know mentoring has great outcomes for young people. And I always love to share some impact stats that we had from 2022. So those littles who are enrolled in our program, 97% of them are moving on to the next grade. 89% have had self-confidence improved, self-esteem improved. So it's really great outcomes and impact on the young people that we serve. Um, And one thing that we do with all of our young people is create goals with them. So in partnership, as we're completing an interview or while we're checking in to see how things are going, we're checking in on, you know, what are your goals right now? And we work with them on creating goals, smart goals um, that they want to achieve in partnership with their mentor. They can be as small as, you know, learning a new skateboarding trick or I want to advance in my reading level. Um, So it's really all mentee driven. And we always try to make sure that it's in that it's fun and something that they want to achieve and let them know that no, regardless of what their goal is, achieving that goal is a huge accomplishment. Um, so we had one mentee who wanted to um, face his fear of heights. So we actually went to Roger Williams Park Zoo here in Rhode Island, um, and the mentor and mentee were able to go on the zip line. So I was actually there. I witnessed this take place at the zoo, and it's a big couple match that actually was there. So the mentee went on the zip line with his male mentor. Um, So the female mentor was already on the phone with his mom and was like, hey, he's going to go on the zip line. He's facing his fear of heights. Um, So we watched him go up. We watched him fly by us. And as soon as he got off, he was so proud. He had the biggest smile on his face. And he was like, oh, I did it all because of you guys. You guys encouraged me. I knew that I could face my fear of heights. So it's really like, it seems like such a small moment, but that really gave him all the confidence that he needs to know that an even small, bigger goal than that, he can Mm -hmm. accomplish as well. So Mm -hmm. it's small moments like that, that really create the most impact. And then the mentors already having the family on the phone and like celebrating together just shows like the relationship that they have and that they're all working together to support this young person and achieving whatever they want. Well, that's great. What a great story. Great. Tina. Sure. Yeah, I love that story. And I, I love um, sort of it's like a perfect segue to say that, you know, again, sometimes it's just about the simple things. Um, this is, you know, um, a story about just a young person who just needed to fix something, right? Um, and so we had a big brother um, and a little brother and he needed to fix his bike. And instead of sort of like going out and looking for new bikes and things like that, um, they found a really cool place here in Providence that actually helps repurpose and fix bikes. So they did that together. And so as Kaylee was talking about her story and sort of, the, you know, some of the smaller um, things that make a big impact, that story kind of struck out for me. But I had another story that I was going to tell as well. But um, and I just had to mention that because it seems like such a simple thing, right? Like, oh, like this person took this child to just fix their bike together. But one, it's a great opportunity to have conversations about things, right? You know, when you're busy, sometimes that conversation just comes. Um, and it was also just good life skills being built and an opportunity to grow some new skills. And Really, you know, um, we had mentioned earlier that our program is about inspiring, igniting, and empowering young people. And so any of those little moments like Kaylee talked about, about empowering a young person to see the potential that's already within themselves. So in our program, you know, it's not about fixing a child. It's not about changing their circumstance. It truly is about helping them see what's already within themselves. And like Kaylee said, becoming confident in that. And those are those mission moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I share that story because... Um, you know, it was really just, it's just 
those little things that make such a big difference. What about uh, mentees who grow up and become mentors or, and then their parents watch that and then their, their children, their adult children. So we have generations. Any of those? Yeah. Stories? So that was what the, actually the story that I was going to share before I thought of the other one when Kaylee was talking. It's a similar um, with generations that we recently, um, one of our matches shared um, a photo with us of the, the bigs wedding. And it was a really a full circle moment because the big was getting married and he had his former mentor there at the wedding and his current little at the wedding. And I think that in that moment, it just really shows that, you know, he was so impacted by his mentor um, throughout his young life that he felt it was so important to have him at his wedding, but yet he knew the impact it had on him. And he knew that he needed to have his little at his wedding as well. And they had built that relationship. So those are the things that you're like, wow, you know, like how cool is that? You have your past mentor with you and you have your new little with you and you're a mentor now. So really cool. All right. We're going to have to close. So um, Tina or Kaylee talk about like the need for mentors or the need for donations. Talk about that. We got a couple minutes. Yeah. So right now we're actually, we, um, this is a national, um, challenge and, um, nationally we're struggling to recruit male mentors. So we have about 50 young boys, um, who are fully enrolled and waiting for a, a positive male role model. Um, and you know, they can be paired with a female, but these young, um, these boys have said that they just want that positive male role model in their life. So we are in need of about 50 plus male mentors currently. Um, and so that on the mentoring side would be our biggest need. And then on the donation center end, um, since the pandemic, our cloth donations have dropped about 45%. And as mm-hmm. we mentioned before, the cloth donations help to support all of our mentoring relationships. So mm-hmm. in order for us to continue growing, to continue hiring the staff that can um, provide the quality services for these young people and to be able to enroll all the young people that want to have a mentor, we need to, um, you know, we need more cloth donations for that. So let's see, the best way to remember is that we need male mentors and we need cloth donations. All right. Thank you. And so again, the, the website would be quickly. Yep. Bigsri.org. Okay. Or if you want to do national bbbs.org. .org. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We don't have time for closing thoughts, but it was so wonderful to have you both on and share your stories and the stories of other mentees and mentors. And thank you, Kaylee. And thank you. Thank you, Tina, both of you. For, Thank for you so much for having us. That was great. All right. Stay with me for a minute. All right, folks. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. To find me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And um, I can send you a copy of my newsletter each month where you see all these wonderful guests. Also, if you're thinking of doing your own podcast, you know, you want to get your message out there. Um, I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career, and I love helping people get their positive messages out. So contact me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And you can also find me on Facebook book, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.